Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, December 22nd. It's our last show of the year, so we'd just like to take the time now to thank all of our faithful listeners for supporting us um, throughout this year and for those of us who been with us from the very beginning. We say thank you very much. Um, I'm going to send it over to my sister, Denise, who has beauty news for us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Beauty Lounge. Just very quickly, we want to uh, cover a couple of things um, in the beauty news. Uh, Put airbrush makeup training on your Christmas wish list. We are excited to share the first quarter dates for Cynthia Online's 2014 airbrush makeup workshops. Paramount beauty educator Cynthia helps leading artists aggressively position themselves in the industry, pursue objectives, and develop skills to improve their productivity and performance. Mark your calendars and contact Cynthia online to reserve your seat today. Airbrush Makeup Training. The Airbrush Makeup Training is a boot camp divided into four days. The intensive training covers the necessities you will need to build your business as a freelance makeup artist. Learn how to care for your airbrush system, properly dissemble and assemble your airbrush gun, apply flawless makeup including foundation, blush, eyeshadow, brows, intro to body art, and more. Minimize and conceal flaws. Customize colors and formulas. Get trained from a seasoned artist and educator. Receive a complete airbrush makeup system that includes the airbrush gun and compressor, professional airbrush makeup, color wheel, cleaning tools, training materials, and workbook. Be a part of the digital age of video, photography, and high definition. Move faster when applying makeup while achieving maximum results in half the time it takes to apply traditional makeup for commercial, editorial, fashion, print, and more. Blend makeup like never before. Develop techniques, learn skin tones and shapes of faces, all while building your confidence. This is the Professional Airbrush Makeup Workshop for you. The 2014 first quarter dates are January 27th through 30th, February 24th through 27th, March 24th through 27th, April 28th through May 1st. For more information, you can reserve your uh, seat at CynthiaOnline.com. And for those of you who are um, IMATS fans, IMATS LA is taking place January 17th through 19th, again at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. Again, those dates are January 17th through 19th. And for more information on who... um, some of the keynote speakers are going to be and who the featured speakers and who, who will be teaching some of the classes, you can visit imats.net. 
All right. And just, excuse me, to remind you, remind those of you who are listening in, if you have a comment or a question, you can call us at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. And then you can also join us on Twitter for our tweet chat by using the hashtag Beauty Lounge. That's all one word, Beauty Lounge. I'm excited about tonight's show because we have a makeup giant on the line with us. He's also an Emmy Award-winning makeup artist, and I'm just going to let him tell you about himself, but he is Reggie Wells. Welcome to the show, Reggie. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be in the Beauty Lounge. Finally, you <laughs> thought about the old man at the sea and Beauty Lounge. Congratulations <laughs> on the show. I, I love your show. I love your show. Okay, love your show. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you here. We figured we would end the year on a high note. Um, let's just start by you telling our listening audience a little bit about how you started as a makeup artist. I know that you're from Baltimore as well. Um, tell them, tell them, everybody, how you started. What were you doing back in Baltimore before you became a makeup artist, and what led to um, you wanting to do makeup? Well, I started back in Baltimore, like you said, but I started as an art teacher in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I went to a private art school and learned about drawing and painting and all the kind of things and design and color. And so for eight years, I taught public school in the junior high school age and in the high school age. And after a while, I just got to the point where, okay, I want to go to New York and try to do something different. So I wanted to know, did I have to teach art for the rest of my life? But luckily enough, I was smart enough to come up with the idea of a modeling group in junior high school. So I took 13-year-old girls and started to dress them up and put a little makeup on them and sent them out to get their hair done. So that was back Mm -hmm. in 1972. (laughs) So. Everybody wanted to know what was wrong with this art teacher. He had no business putting on makeup (laughs) and making these girls look fashionable. But what caught on was they enjoyed it, and I opened up a door that I didn't even know could come close to painting and drawing. And that's how it all happened. Before I even got into the field of makeup, I fell in love with it while teaching school and said that I wanted to go to New York and make make it known that I was there to do makeup. So that's how the story first started and the dream first started. Now, was it strange back in 1972 um, for a male to be doing makeup? Was it strange for for other people to see a man doing makeup? Well, I think it was strange because in 1972, they didn't didn't know what the school system was all about anyway. They didn't know what an art teacher or any teacher was supposed to do. And, you know, being a gay teacher uh, back in that day was never even talked about. You know, you mm-hmm. you didn't know you were gay because the word gay wasn't even out yet. <laughs> I was right. just a regular right. kind of uh, a guy who who had a bent wrist. He, he used to go around and he used to say, I'm going to teach makeup, I'm going to teach dance. So what I did is tried to make art everything. So mm-hmm. it changed the school system and the way they were thinking because they were interested. I had so many girls join that club that I had to start breaking it down to a number of girls 
everybody wanted to be in the grooming and modeling club. So I think the principal had to change his way of thinking about what club should be. It happened to be one of the most important uh, and successful clubs in the school. So that brought a new change to the uh, system. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought so that was you, really so you've seen a lot of changes, not only in the school system, but you've seen a lot of changes in the, the beauty business overall from back then oh, to now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because when I got off the bus, I didn't realize that there were 10,000, 15,000 more people getting off the bus in New York all having the same dream. So in right. 1976, I came to New York, 76, 77, I came to New York, and I started in department stores. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew that I would get $75 a week if I stood mm-hmm. behind a counter and put someone in my chair. So it means I didn't go to school for it. I didn't have any knowledge of what the sales were or anything, but they gave me a chair, and they said, you could make $75 a week. And I thought I would die at the idea of <laughs> making that little bit of money because I was walking. I was That was back in the day when I was making $8,000 a year, baby, for teaching school. <laughs> How was how was right. I going from eight thousand dollars? That's back in the good old seventies. That's when eight thousand dollars in teachers were still underpaid then. Right. But coming to New York and setting I think it was the best experience because if you ever sat in front of a woman who didn't you didn't know who she was or how old she was, all you knew that she wanted to look better than she did when she walked away from your chair. So I studied it. I worked hard at it, and I couldn't be flamboyant at the counter. You know, you got people now that dress any way they want to do at the counter. They can put on oh, makeup. Yeah. Those guys are wearing makeup. The girls are wearing We had strict rules that we had to mm-hmm. be in a tie and a suit in order to bring anybody over to your chair. You had to look that part. And I worked with Chanel. I worked with Halston back in the day. Calvin Klein back in the day, every stand or every store that I went to, they had to have a artist that was selling the cosmetics but not even ringing up at the counter. Our job was to sell it and then hand it to the person who worked in that store. And if you could sell $200 back then in the day, you were very successful, very successful but you didn't get a commission. So in order to keep that woman in the chair, you had to make her smile, laugh, and ask questions. And I ended up doing it from Saks to Bloomingdale's to Saks Avenue to uh, Lords and Taylor, every major store on Fifth Avenue I was a part of. And I stood in department stores for at least two years, and it made me the best, I could ever be because I was challenged every day. Today, makeup artists are not challenged. I don't think they're right. challenged enough. What they do is they sit in the store and they have to sell the point of purchase. They have to make a certain amount of money. And so they're not actually doing what's right for the customer. And right. that's, why we have, that's why we have so many returns in department stores. 
And that's why Absolutely. you have to be very careful. But I'm running my mouth. That's what I No, do. you're telling the truth, though. <laughs> yeah, that's I have to tell the truth because a lot, I see a lot of people at the council now, and I'm very recognized when I go to different cities just by working with Oprah and being on the Oprah show. I'm very mm-hmm. recognized, but I find one thing still, that no matter who the person is behind the counter or who's the person doing the makeup, they all want to know, am I doing all right? Does it look all right? Does she look Does she look good? Uh, do you like this color? And so I usually go up and say to people, whatever you feel that you're doing all right, I can't change that. What I can say, you will always know if it looks wrong, if it feels wrong, and if you don't, you know you don't belong in this business. But if you feel that right. growing and getting better, all the time, then you know that you're in the right kind of league. You're in the right kind of league. But you have, you got to remember, you have millions upon millions of makeup artists, just like you have millions and millions upon hairdressers and everything else you can find. So if you can find your unique talent, what your unique idea is, uh, what the your area is, I think you should go for it. You should go for it mm-hmm. as much as you can. I always take out different uh, people and bring them out with me. I assisted, a lot of people assisted me back in in the day and with celebrities and other. I think we need to open the door, though. Uh, the successful people in the business need to open the door like the old, old guys did in the old days. We brought somebody with us. We train mm-hmm. someone, and we let them know what the real part of this business is and how you have to address it. You know, Reggie, um, I was one of those fortunate ones that assisted you back in the day, and it was a very helpful experience. Was, was, that, was that you? Was, was that you? Oh, my that God. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, re- I remember that day. I'm only teasing uh, it was You're a right. pleasure to have you with me. You were with you were one of the biggest stars back there in the day. What was that? What's the name of that group? You know the. Do you Destiny's remember the name Child. of them? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so you were right there with me when we were creating the looks, and they didn't know what direction they were going in. But mm-hmm. uh, that was I, when they I finally think, formed their group. That's the final three. The final three, after going to so many different women. And, you know, I always had somebody with me when I was doing them because those were the days where we had four girls at a time at first. So you had mm-hmm. to do four girls, have all four girls ready. And sometimes I had to do all four of those girls by myself. So I had to wait for Beyonce to be last. I had to start with Michelle when she was there or the other two, Latoya and Latavia, then go to Kelly, and Beyonce would always be the last. And somebody used to say, why is Beyonce always last? I said, because Beyonce don't want to sit as long she as she would have to. She did not want to sit. So I had to do Beyonce last, and she always got that extra nap in. Because we would start, like, at least sometimes 4 in the morning, 4 in the morning. So we're talking about young girls that had to get up very early. But they worked hard, and uh, lo and behold, they became 
the biggest group out there at one time. Absolutely. And now all Absolutely. All, but you know what? They didn't know anything about makeup. And because if you look at the history of Destiny's Child, you can see where I came in, where I left. You can see before mm-hmm. I, when I wasn't doing them because everybody had a different style. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you one thing. They learned a lot about makeup. I ended up doing commercials, advertisement, videos, and everything. You know, I did booty delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my booty delicious. <laughs> so before there was twerking and all that other twerking stuff, we were doing real mm-hmm. makeup because we didn't have always have to look at the twerk. We had to look at the face. And booty delicious. that ended up being one of the biggest uh, successful songs they had. So I'm glad yeah. you're a part of that career. And thank Absolutely. you for being there. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for having me there. I find that now a lot of people will contact you, um, will contact makeup artists in general and ask if they could sit and assist. But I also find that there are a lot of makeup artists out there who are really interested in personal gain and, and not to not to speak of anything negative, but I find that mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of makeup artists out there, they're, they're out there not necessarily to learn anything, but to, um, you know, some of them want to be well-known themselves. Um, and so well, a lot of times they, you, you, I was saying, a lot of times they, they find artists to attach themselves to so that it, as a way for them to move forward um I mean, we all want to move forward. We all want to grow. But there's a, I also find that there are artists out there who want to be well-known and famous, and they just want to work with celebrities. What do you say to those artists who are so anxious to get there instead well, of, my thing you is, know? My, my thing is it's like a fine. You go to the celebrities and you run around to all these celebrities. First of all, I don't like the word celebrity, so I don't use it. I don't use right. celebrity because every time somebody sits down with me, they said they want to be a celebrity makeup artist. I said, mm-hmm. well, if you find me, if you find me the way, or this, if you find a class that can teach me how to be a celebrity makeup artist, <laughs> tell me about it because I want to go to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to go to one of the because there's no such thing as a celebrity makeup artist. You're a makeup artist first. Anybody you're mm-hmm. falling in that you feel is a celebrity and you feel that you have to do a celebrity, then you have to pay the same dues that those people did in order to be a celebrity. So if you want to be a celebrity, you have to work at it. You have to work hard in your craft. There's something that happened in this industry that I don't understand, and that's why I teach, because I don't understand it. I see makeup that doesn't look like anything, and they have the right to call themselves a makeup artist. And because we photoshopped so much of our work now that it is ridiculous. You know, back in the day when I came to New York in 1977, there was no Photoshop. That mm-hmm. means that the the job would say, the art director would say to you, we don't retouch work because it costs thousands of dollars. But I pick you because your work is so, so balanced and so smooth, and so blended. And I didn't even realize that's what they were looking for because I've seen people do makeup, and they say it's ready, and I want to say, in what world is that ready? That hasn't been (laughs) blended. 
It hasn't been matched. It looks like a clown. And I have to be very honest about it. And that's why television and most of your things on television look like clowns. You don't have any blending techniques. And if you don't do, if you're doing live television, you have a real problem. And HD is going to make that even worse. Yes. Even worse. So you have to be careful. I don't believe in the word celebrity. Because I believe that you should be a celebrity makeup artist because you are an you are an artist. So if you don't get a celebrity through your whole career, you're still an artist. So don't try to be a celebrity makeup artist. Try to be an artist. And and in this field, you know, the money has changed from the, the highest to the lowest because we have a. a a whole field of people now who call themselves makeup artists. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's really changed the game a lot because now, you know, most people can't really get the same money that they probably would have gotten a few years ago because you have so many people now doing, um, doing a little bit of anything and everything for Close to nothing. Close to nothing because celebrities now don't even book the same makeup artist. You know, I was out there. I was out there at a time where they had loyalty, and you would always be called for no matter what you're doing. Now you have people who are celebrities, singers, Mm -hmm. actors. They have people in every city. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you know, Atlanta has a spot. Uh, L.A. has a spot. Uh, Dallas has a spot. Florida, Miami has a spot. So you, are, no matter where you fly to, you got a hairdresser there and a makeup artist there, and so you leaving all the other people that go through that whole circle of people. And what what celebrities or what uh, actors and actresses and models don't know, that's going to have a problem for your skin because right. every makeup artist. Use every different thing they can. I mean, you you don't have a constant, you know, continuation of the same foundation, the same moisturizer. And if you don't do right. that, if you watch some of your clients, the skin is not always good when they come and sit in front of you. Absolutely. They're really not good and clean and skin, and you don't know what kind of products they're using. And what what we don't know is if we pick up a brush. And we wipe it. You know, everybody says, oh, I got clean brushes. I have really clean brushes. And and what you don't know, but did you clean your makeup? Did you clean the tops of your makeup? Did you clean the color tops of the makeup? That means you got to go in there every day with a whole clean palette. And most of us don't do that. And the girl will say to you, or the celebrity will say to you, you know, I'm breaking out right here on the corner. And I keep mm-hmm. asking, well, what did they use on you? And she said, well, I don't remember. I said, well, then you better start writing it down because your skin is more important than the makeup artist's brush. Mm, they absolutely. Should you see what I'm saying? So absolutely. you have to look at it. Cause I've seen skin get, go from better to worse and things like that. So you have to be very careful. I'm telling you, it's a package deal. Most of these makeup artists don't realize they're physicians. We're doctors. We really are, because we have to write a prescription for what you need on your face, 
and then we have to put the right ingredients and use the right ingredients for our, our, our product because most of you don't know if your celebrity is sensitive to perfumes, sensitive to oils in the product, everything else. I had to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way. I had skin, and that's why to this day I still use my hand. And I know I'm going to start a whole lot of controversy, a whole lot of controversy. <laughs> but the problem is, here's the problem. We keep putting, we use sponge. I still use sponge. I still use sponge. But before I do anything to the skin, my skin has to be touching your skin because I'm going to learn so much about that first contact. I'm going to see what it's doing. I'm going to fill your skin to see what it needs. It could be dry rot. It could be oily. You can't do that with a sponge. You have to know. So the bottle I pick up has to be a bottle that says for oily skin. Or the cream right. I use has to be the cream that's for uh, a balance or two complications in your skin. Because some of it has a combination skin. So your right. palate has to be prepared for anybody's skin. And you learn that in a department store. You don't learn Absolutely. that in a celebrity. You don't learn that in a celebrity's house. Because she's Absolutely. got a lot of stuff in there. there. But, <laughs> and that's why when I teach a class, it's not your fundamental class. It's a class on how you get out there and what the things that you're not. You know, we can go to airbrush classes. We can go to eyebrow classes. We can go to uh, brush classes. We can go to all those classes. But a class should be something that's involving everything that you do in this business, from the business, from the from the color, to everything you do. So I the jumping around to different classes are good if you go to qualified people. Let me repeat that again. Anybody want to hear this show again? Yes, please repeat it. Right. If you're taking a class, make sure you read their credentials. If you're taking a class, make sure you read their credentials. Because I want to know, did you come out of the department store and start teaching the class, or did you get a certificate in a class, and what have you done lately? Mm-hmm. I'm, 66, I'm 66 years old, and I'm still working on celebrities or women or real women, whatever you want to call it. But I teach the way I should teach because you're going to hit everything and you need to know everything you're about to do. So that's the way I look wow. at it. Brandon, you just said you were 66 years old. How do you I, uh, continue with a successful career for that long? What must a makeup artist do? I think a makeup artist to do is what I always teach every time I have a seminar. You can come in here thinking you're the biggest prima donna. You can come in here thinking you got the world's best brows and the very best lipstick because I haven't been I haven't been taught by the best. I haven't watched the best. I don't know. You can do all of that. Half of it's talent and half of it's personality. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't have 50-50, you're not going to make it. I'm going to repeat that to you. You're not going to make it without 50-50 because you think because your lash it's the same lash from somebody else. It's all the same. The quality means the way you put it on, the way you apply it, but how do you make the, the person feel good about it? 
How do you make them relax? How do you talk to them? What do you keep them going? Every client, I've done 102 magazine covers with Essence magazine. And every time I did one of those covers, I was always hired for a video or a uh, another cover or another television or another book. I kept the client. Because I made the client feel good. Now we it's hit and miss. You, you do one, and there she goes. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? Oh, she went to someone. She went to uh, with Johnny down the street. I said, wow, okay. And how long have you done it? Oh, I only did it one time. I said, oh, my God, what happened? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, then if you don't know, then you won't be successful in this business. You see what I'm trying to tell them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Find your lane. You might want to do brides for the rest of your life. You might want to do uh, bar mitzvahs for the rest of your life. You might want to do uh, videos for the rest of your life. Find your niche. Find your niche and find what you do well and where you make real or where you make the people happy. Some people, I've seen some successful people that do brides well that they're booked a year in advance just by word of mouth, just by word of mouth. And if they like that and they do it well, that's where you belong. Don't try to run over to television if you don't belong right. on television. Don't run, don't run over there and try to cover yourself for everything because you are pick feel that you do the best in, whether it's movies, television, besides uh, every kind of uh, horror movie, any kind of uh, special effects. Pick your area. I think we, we try to do too many things that we don't really become good at one. Absolutely. Excellent at one. Absolutely. This is real real beauty talk. That's right. (laughs) This is real real beauty talk. We're not trying to pitch anything. We're not trying to – I'm trying to give people confidence in what they need to do. And they always want to know how to get to the next level. You have to work hard mm-hmm. to get to Like you say, 66 years old, but I walked the streets of New York for two years. You know, mm-hmm. I, had to get a, I had to get a portfolio. I had to get with a photographer who loved my personality, not only my work, but my personality. So, mm-hmm. and you got to do that, and that's what happens. Because if you get a photographer on your side, and he happens to be a good photographer, you'll be working for a long time. Absolutely. And that, that happens to me. And I got to work with every photographer in the world, every major from Cavulo to Albert Watson to Avedon to Patrick Damachier, all the people that ever did a beautiful ad, I got to work with some of those big giants. So, and that's the way you maintain your existence. Absolutely. Well, you've worked with a lot of uh, photographers over the years, and I know you've worked with a lot of beautiful women over the years. Tell us a little no. bit about some of the celebrity, uh, celebrity women that you've worked with, and tell us a little bit about what you learned that, uh, from each of them that helped you become a better makeup artist. Well, I, I learned that when someone sits in front of you, you can't do the same look on everybody. 
And that's what makes mm-hmm. uh, that mistake is always made by makeup artists. They they take yes. that same palette and they try to put it on, you know, this one. When Halle, when Halle Berry sat down next to me, I had to make her look different. And we were doing a beautiful, she had just, she was 20, less than 22, 23 years old, maybe 25. She had just done a television show. And what I had to show her, because we did a step-by-step on her, and we had to show her that she didn't need a lot of makeup. I mean, as pretty as she was, she didn't need a lot of makeup. So you had to make that different. And so when you had, and then Whitney Houston came right behind her, and she was 19. And so I looked at her as a full package. She had a smile, she had, uh, she was pretty, and she had this really delicate face. So whatever you did with her also. But then you ended up with people like Vanessa Williams, who had really bad skin. And she was 19. She had just won Miss USA, and they off the stage, and the next day we were doing a cover of Essence. And I was flabbergasted at her, her skin because she always had a skin problem. And what we did is we had to work, so you had to approach that differently. And then you had to sit down with Diana Ross, and you had to approach that differently because she always saw herself as that one look. And what mm-hmm. you, what I had to do is convince her. Oh no, Reggie, I don't do that. Uh huh. No, I do it this way. I said, Diane, I know you do it, Miss Roth. I know you do it this way, but let me show you this. Let's just do this on one eye, and I'm going to wait and do the kind of one you want on this eye. Now look at this mm-hmm. one when I do this one. And I said, You're a beautiful woman anyway, and I know your look is there already. Let's just introduce something that would bring you up to the 80s or the, uh, the 90s, bring you up. And when she saw it, she was thrilled. But you can't sit down with anybody who is a success and who is famous and try to approach it your way. You have to work with her, not against her. And so if you start that and start it to that level, I taught a lot of what I was doing when I did the makeup. I taught them new tricks. That's how you come mm-hmm. down. You teach them new tricks. You give them, you show them new products, and you 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 introduce them to what the change is. You know, when you sit down and do a Reefer Franklin, you know, and those, those are legends. That's what they are. They're not forever. They're legends. So a Reefer sees herself as one thing, as one look. And because of it, she tries to do her makeup herself all the time. And if you bring somebody in like me, you want you want me now to teach you something that's going to make a difference in what she's doing. And so that's what keeps you around when you meet these celebrities and these famous people. The most interesting person I've ever worked on was Oprah Winfrey because mm-hmm. Oprah didn't have a look, didn't have a look. Vanessa didn't have a look. Whitney Houston didn't have a look. Not when I first touched them. All these young people didn't have a look. came right from news. So she was used to news television makeup. She wasn't used to any kind of a glamour. But if people watched me over the 21 years off and on that I did Oprah, you could see that glamorization coming into play. And 138, uh-huh. so I had to have a look for 138 covers for the old magazine. I had to look I had to have a look for the stage 
Then I had to have a look for uh, the award shows and look for everything else. So you couldn't make her look the same all the time. So my challenge was, how do we make sure she looks different every time you see it? And you get that response when people walk up to you, oh, she looked great on the Emmys the other night or the Oscars, and did she look great on television when I did the makeover on our children. So all these things you have to be geared for, that's what makes you a great makeup artist. And the longer you last, the more you learn. So when I right. meet a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, and say, oh, I'm a makeup artist. I say, oh, let me see you do something real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, do this eye right here for me. She said, well, I've only been doing it for a year. I said, so you are an intern, sweetie. You're not a makeup artist. You are an intern. You're like the doctors do when they send you into a patient and you have about four more months to go in internship. That's what you are, because when you did that eye for me, you could have done this and this and didn't have to go through all those eight colors on that eye. You really, mm-hmm. her, eye doesn't have, your, her eye doesn't have the ring for all of that. She said, well, that's what, that's what I learned, and that's what I think looks pretty. I said, well, then you're never going to get out of the partnership for a while because that won't photograph right. <laughs> so what I try to teach you is you don't have to question it. Always ask, what can I do better? What can I improve right. my work? work on it. See, I'm not the kind of teacher that I don't tell you the truth. I have to tell you. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, and I hope you can post it, a class in January in Washington, D.C., in the Bennett Career Institute. has a class okay. every, year I go to, every year I go down there to do it. They're supposed So, And that's an intense class because you rotate. You rotate you from different teachers, and every teacher has a different lesson. And did you ever did you ever go to that school in Washington D.C.? No, I didn't go to that school, but I have been down okay. there for their symposium before. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's what I'm talking about. So it's very interesting. Everybody's been through there. I started it about 12 years ago. The idea of a symposium with him. And since then, <laughs> we brought Sam. We. Sam Fine, A.J. Crimson, all the leading <laughs> makeup artists have gone through that. So everybody who comes through there really leaves there with something. It's scheduled, mm-hmm. I think, for the 13th of January, but you can always look it yeah. up. Yeah, but, I think it's something like that. Right. It's like a, in Washington, D.C., in a, uh, it's a beauty school. He teaches, uh, they get licensed for hair and barber. And he's he's incorporated makeup, and most schools don't cover it the way he covers. So you're in there for mm-hmm. two days, for a Sunday and a Monday, and by the time you leave, you've learned something that you can. Everything's hands on. So if you have 20 people in the class, 20 people will have to be working. And if you're in my class, you're going to be graded. And you and if you fail the class, you'll put an X on the face. I put an X on the face. I tell you that's wow. wrong. You have to erase it. Yeah, you have to erase it. Start all over again. Otherwise, you don't get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth, and that's what's going to get you to work. Absolutely, that's true. Is there anything in the beauty world? Um, that you haven't accomplished that you would like to do? 
I'm getting ready to do another beauty book. And you're right. Oh, nice. and, and, it's, and it's an awesome surprise because the topic is going to be so controversial that Uh-oh. if I don't do if I don't leave this earth, uh, when I leave this earth, I want that beauty book to be around because I did a beauty book in 1996, but 96, but it wasn't what I'm going to do here. It's going to be a controversy because I think the beauty now we have to really think upon it. Because what's being dangerous now, that you can tell where the woman lives according to the way her makeup is done. Let me tell mm, you that again. Right. You can tell a woman right. where, what, what section of the country she lives in according to where, what her makeup looks like. And you can tell Especially her those eyebrows. Oh, my God, don't even start talking because we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> but, 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 but we have, what we have done is that there is no universal thing going on like it used to be. That's why you can tell a European, a woman who comes in from Europe, I know she's coming in from Europe because she mm-hmm. took chances and she took different levels of what the techniques of beauty should look like. And so that's the thing I know that's missing in the business. So this controversy, you, a beauty book, would, would open up doors to people who don't think, who don't think about what, see, we used to do this. This is what happened. Back in the early 60s, and uh, even in the the 50s, we introduced the looks. Makeup artists introduced the looks, not just in Europe, but we introduced it to the advertisers because you can't go to Europe peeing uh, runways and all their fashion and everything else, you got to make this practical beauty and sometimes impractical beauty. So you have to, you, we have to be the giants that introduce that because those eyebrows didn't have to look like that. Eyebrows didn't have to be dyed. And, you know, Sam Fine is famous. He can do an eyebrow and he can take an hour on an eyebrow. You know? And so it got to the point where we were just we were just putting icing on the cake, and we were so into the brows that we forgot everything else that was around it. My brows were the last thing I'd done. I, now you start with the brows. And mm-hmm. They start with the brows, and I'm saying, how can you finish? That's the icing on the cake. How can you do the? How can you put candles on the, a cake before you even put the cake in the oven? Right. Listen to what I'm saying. How you like the candle? The icing on the cake was the last thing. We used to pride our brows as capping off everything else. So my thing is, and, and people got so locked in, they had to say, "Oh, I got to do the brows first. No, you don't. Oh my God, I got, I got to, I, I got to wear this uh, pink lipstick. No, you don't. No, you don't. The first time that Beyonce wore pink lipstick, I had the fourth honor. It's in Bootylicious. The first mm-hmm. time colors were blue, sky blue, and I did that video back in the 90s. But nobody used the color then. Mm-mm. And I had to put pink and purple on, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, on uh, Charlie. And all this stuff was new in the time. Now, you know, now Beyonce puts pink lipstick on all the time. But we, there should be no rules. That's what I'm trying to say. We try to go by everybody else's rules, and that's why you're not getting these good creations of 
what makeup could look like. You know what I'm saying? It's frustrating. Right. It really is. It really is. I'm talking too about much, girls. So no, you got to slow no, me no, down. No, 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 you're huh? fine. I think you're fine. <laughs> no um, this is good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, tell you? me something about the beauty industry um, as it is today that you like and then something that you don't like. And you may have already touched on the don't oh, like I, in that I, last yeah, comment. We, we, yeah, we, we touched on a lot of that. But I think in order for this, I've tried to get makeup artists together a lot. And some of the beauty, the beauty industry now is so separated. It's so mm-hmm. separated. That scares me somehow. And and, and the uh, the guys who are doing the makeup, we have 25 people or 100 people that think they're stars, and they don't have a resume. That's what, mm-hmm. in other words, you know, you got you don't have the clout. You don't have the... And you're putting yourself on these pedestals, and you got to find out you can't put yourself on a pedestal if the pedestal's crooked. You're going to fall. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for 41 years, 41. And my whole thing is I worked hard to get on the pedestal, and I, I, I changed a lot of looks for women. And what we need to do is keep that in mind, that we really have to work hard we have to reinvent ourselves because what we're doing now, we're copying each other, ladies. We're copying. Mm-hmm. We're, co- we're copycats. Just because right. somebody brings out a video and people always say, Reggie, you never did a video. I said, you know, I didn't want to because I didn't <laughs> want 1,800 baby uh, trying to copy off everything I do. What you should do is take a little from everything. You know, I learned how to do makeup. And I must have a little bit because I used to tear magazine photographs and covers. I had a I had a library of magazines from the sixties to seventies, and I used to I used to keep them all. And what I used to do is try to look at the colors and see what I could find in those colors. I would run to the store. That's before I knew that the colors that they used to say were on the covers, they were never the colors anyway. They would I had to learn that they just prepped in that company. So they, they, they put a color down and said red by Chanel, but that's not really what's on the covers. That's not really what's on the covers. I was, I was faking it. I was always, I was mixing and matching. And so if you put a swatch down in a magazine, they say, oh, okay, this is Chanel. No, it's not. It's about three or four colors mixed together. <laughs> right. So I was, I was reinventing all the time. And that's what you, that's what you have to do. That's the thing that's going to keep it together. That's the thing we have to we have to reinvent ourselves and stop making ourselves kings and queens before we get to that that market. That's that's the bad thing. I think the good thing about it now is we do have outlets. You know, all these outlets now. You got boutiques. You got you got the mall stands. You got everything. So you can do makeup almost anywhere. So don't be afraid of it. Can do makeup anywhere now because people now are identifying that they should look enhanced. I call it. I don't even call it improve, uh, improving yourself. I say or making yourself pretty. Uh, you're enhancing what you already have. So mm-hmm. that's the key. Those are two things that the, that should the good and the bad. You know, 
Those yeah. are the two things. Yeah. That's the thing that's going to make it go. Right. So, Reggie, who's been one of your favorite um, celebrities or just everyday women? Who's been one of your favorite people to work with and why? You know, you know who my favorite person was? I didn't work with her that long, but my favorite person was Oprah, the first favorite person, and the second was Michelle Obama. Mm, I didn't know you worked with Michelle. Mm-hmm. Did, Michelle, I did Michelle, I did Barack. I did him for about I did her about five times. When mm-hmm. I, before she was in the White House, she was on her campaign and stuff like that. And Oprah introduced us to him and I did the Us cover, the magazine, the Ebony magazine cover, uh a few covers that I did with her. In fact we did the first cover on uh Ebony that Michelle and Barack were actually embracing each other. Mm-hmm. They covered for a while back, yeah. But they were my favorite, and I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. to work with somebody who's intelligent, honest, mm-hmm. and open and smart is about the biggest pleasure he can have. Honest, wow. open, and smart. And, and you learn that with Oprah. Oprah didn't have the exposure that Michelle might have had, but Oprah will, was always willing to go to the next level and always willing mm-hmm. to learn, and that's what she did. She gathered all the right people around her and made her very successful, and Michelle is just elegant anyway, so mm-hmm. all she had to do is gather the right people around her. Those probably, out of all of the successful and talented people I've come in touch with, was uh, and I like Beyonce because of what she knew she was going to do. She had right. all figured out at seventeen. She years did. Old. You, you remember that? You remember that? Yeah, she and did. She, she did. She really did. And she ate and she ate up knowledge and creativity. Mm-hmm. She had, she was she was overwhelmed that I had done all these things before and said it was an honor for me to be working with her and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she learned what good makeup was, or direction was. And Michelle was the opposite. She, Michelle Obama knew what she wanted to look like. Mm-hmm. And she had a time there where her eyebrows and people she was using were going through some changes. So we had to make her think on a total different level. And that's what she started to do on a total different level. She started to work. And Oprah, too, did that whole transformation, that whole thing. So there is a way to approve upon every woman, but none of them are the same woman, so they should never look the same. Right. I look at television, and I see people in Atlanta, they all look the same. Right, right. Washington, Washington, D.C., they all look the same. We have it so segregated that it, it, it troubles me. It troubles me. I, leave, I want them all to come from cities all over America and sit in one room and just give a competition in one room. <laughs> so we won't know. I want it so good of so good of a competition that you can't tell where Washington is and Atlanta right. is and, 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 <laughs> right. and LA. Because right now, I get to a party. You go to a party, you know where they all came from. Right. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So. And that's not even to talk about anybody's work. It's just no, it's not. It's, beauty, it's true. Beauty is always in the eyes of the beholder. But what I want, I want us to know that 
all these women in America are the same women of Asian and African and Puerto Rican and Mexican, all these different Asians. So we should all be at least agree on one thing, that we all want to be enhanced and we don't want to look like clowns. We don't. We don't. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if it takes a lipstick, if it takes just a lipstick, do that. Everybody was meant to have everything about them painted, you know? Right. That's my philosophy. And it's been with me for a long time. What do you think, Reggie, about um, some of the makeup that you see on reality shows? And not to not to call reality shows out, but what do you think about some of that? Well, I don't think I don't think it's been thought out. You can tell it's not been thought out because, you know, if you're in Africa or if you're in uh, in the desert, if you're in, I remember one time we we were all in South Africa and uh, Oprah was opening up the school. We had a party that night celebrating her birthday, and Mariah Carey was there, and, and everybody was there, and we went on a safari, and Mariah Carey had high heels on and lipstick on and, and eyelashes <laughs> on and, and the bigger, and I said, I said Mariah, we out here on a, this is a safari, honey. She said, these slides and that are all in my, I said, because you want perfume makeup, honey. You can't bring it in. The, you can't bring it on a safari. The lions are sniffing you out. And you can't run in those high heels. So my thing is, my thing is, you can't always look like that. And so that's reality in a sense. So, and I've seen that happen on reality shows where the makeup is so overextended, and they forget that on on HD television. That's a, that's the a basic trap right there. If you're HD, uh-huh. you can pull. Back, you can you got to pull back because everything explodes, especially color. That's the whole HD secret. Everybody said, "Oh, this is HD makeup." There ain't no such thing as HD makeup. That's what I want to say on this phone. There's no such thing. That's what the inter- the industry introduced to throw y'all off. Right. Exactly. Throw y'all off and make you think you did that Because if you pile it on, it's going to still look wrong. Whatever right. it is. You see what I'm saying? The thing is, you got to pull back. Everything that's red will be super red. Everything exactly. that's purple will go purple plum. I learned mm-hmm. it on television. And that's why you saw tele- when Oprah's television show, show changed HD, I pulled back. I had to reinvent the lighting. But I pulled back. Those cheeks weren't carved. The, the nose had to be softer. Everything had to be drawn softer because if you pull back, and, and that was the time I was retiring, so I had to train a lot of people. There was a time when I left, over was looking really bad because nobody, mm-hmm. the people who were training, had no no uh, interest in doing television. They didn't know anything about what happens on HD. So, there's a lot of things that look different, but I love the idea. I was at the uh, makeup show, and I, and I looked around, and they said, well, I said, oh, my God, it's HD makeup. Wow. And wow, I said, what right. makes, I said, yeah, I said to the girl, what makes this? Is this HD makeup? She said, yes, this is HD makeup. I said, now, what's the difference in that HD than, than, than Revlon? She said, mm-hmm. well, this is 
and it has, and it doesn't, and it is. And I said, oh, it sounds like everybody else. Right. <laughs> you, feel like time, you didn't get fooled on what it should do because you should lie. Because right. right. it to me, and it was, the boy said, oh, that's, that's Mr. Wells. He's been in television for 20-something years. I said, that's Oprah's makeup on And I said, sweetie, th- there's no difference in this makeup. What you should tell people is, here's the key to what you say next time somebody asks you what HD is. Because they don't know nothing about the ingredients. And you don't right. either. So what you do <laughs> is tell them, put less, put less of everything. And don't right. use deep colors. Use soft colors. Because if you look at HD... They're, they're not the soft colors anyway. That's so, all but it if is. You put them on, but, but if you put them on heavy, it's going to still read bad. And so that's what HD is. So when somebody says, well, you know, there are some people here teaching HD, HD makeup. So I told the children, I said, in the class, I said, we're going to learn HD makeup today. And they said, wow, I've been wanting to learn that. And I said, now put these two stripes down your hand. We're going to use, I said, put this color down that hand. Now put it real light on the same color. Now put it on top of your hand. Now don't don't touch it too hard. Now put it real light. I said, y'all have learned HD makeup. Wow, congratulations. Look at you. You're good at it. You see what I'm saying? Because when you gave them the philosophy, they got it. That's what it was. I can't use it full strength. Yes, you can just make it lighter. That means you can go back to anybody. Anybody can have AC makeup because all you have to do is pull it back. I had to tone Oprah's, uh, I had to bring a skin tone up a little bit. I couldn't make a dark because she was going to go chocolate. And if you made a beige, you had to warm the beige up with a soft sort of pink. A soft, not even a red pink, but a, a pink that was almost orange pink. Those are tricks you learn as you get better and, and used to what you do. But all this philosophy where you we just have to know when you're saying something, you have to be able to back it. Everybody right. you know, back it up. Back it up. That's all you have to do. You can back it up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good Absolutely. Point. Well it looks like we have someone on the phone line, so let me bring them in. Good. Please. Hello. Hi. This is you Hi. Hey Eugenia. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have to say, Reggie, this is Eugenia from Senna Cosmetics. Hey, and how are you? How are you, Eugenia? How are you doing? I'm good. I just so enjoyed this. You have in- re-inspired me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I even re- I I, uh, yeah, inspired you or scared you. Which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said, inspired you or scared you? Because, you know, no, I, you, tell, you, I have to you, tell the truth. No, you re, you re, you have inspired me because, I, you know, I've right. you know i been doing makeup for 42 years. So we're, we're from the same years? mold. 42. Get out of here. We're from, we're from oh, the same okay. mold. Oh, we can't okay. scare. You can't scare <laughs> us then. We can't get scared. No, no right. but you know what? I'm just so, I mean... You, the way you talk about the true art of makeup and mm. no such thing as HD and all that, and you know you're you're a true master because I have followed your work and 
I just oh. think it's great, and all the things you've said are just so inspirational, especially to to new artists. And you, I just want to tell you, I just really, um, I really enjoyed this tonight. Are you in New York? No, I'm in L.A. I'm Eugenia Weston from Senna. I do Bette Midler's makeup. Oh, you're the senator. Get out of here. I'm the senator. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I know who you are now, the senator. You know How are you me. doing? Yes, I I'm do. good. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't teach you. No, you know it all. You know it all. No. But I, I'm glad you. We that proves that we can still be inspired, no matter what. Yes, it does. Absolutely. It really does. And you're you're great. You're just so great. And I'm so glad I tuned in tonight because I just. You know, I, I as an artist for this many years, you know, like you said, you're always learning and you're always teaching and you're mentoring and all your classes are so important for all the new artists. And I just, wow. kudos to you and keep up the great work. And it's so great that, you know, you're able to um, inspire us all, even myself. And I've gotten those. I just got re-inspired tonight, so thank you. Well, great. Keep up the good work. I'm inspired by you. still hanging in there. Both times you are. This is my last go around, so I'm going to write this beauty book, and I'm going to take it from there. You know? <laughs> well, good luck with that. I can't wait. I want to read it. So, okay. anyway, thank you, and happy holidays. And you too. Thank, thank you, Jean. Great part. Oh, bye-bye. yeah. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. Love to you all. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. Here's another caller. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. Hey, this is Viola. Hey, Reggie. <laughs> oh, hi, Viola. <laughs> I do, I do, I, I'm glad y'all let Viola to it. Did, did, did you hear some of it, Viola? Yeah, buddy, oh, I heard it. You. You. <laughs> uh, you, know, you was Viola, really yelling, right? You really didn't want to get in and go in on it because you had some other things going on in 2014. Because, you know, I know you read Right, right, exactly. Right, exactly. right. And the good thing, so, good thing about you, Reggie, is where you don't have to come in any class or school with makeup because you are a good teacher and a speaker. And you give right. so much hope and wisdom for anyone to, that I is... That is a friend, makeup artist, or inspiring, inspiring, or just walk of life. You speak well, life. Well, you know, but you you have taught me a lot too, Viola, because you have inspired me to get out there and really tell these women what they need. And Viola's been around for a long time. She was in one of my very first seminar classes and worked mm-hmm. with me. And mm-hmm. ever since that, she knows how to bring the people out, and she has brought in a lot of talent. In Chicago, and other, and that's what I was talking about, Bob. When we mm-hmm. need to combine, combine all these cities together, instead of making everybody mm-hmm. look like they're from a different school or different, right. we need to make beauty universal. So we don't have right. to say, oh, that's that's Washington, that's Atlanta, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, California. We need to do that. So because of what you do, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because you invent these uh, gatherings for these people, so we can make that work. That really right. Is. And you don't have but one more year. You have many more years with this, Reggie. <laughs> <It's my> <laughs> last <laughs> go around. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. You yeah. have many more years. 
I'm gonna and I'm so glad that you you had the opportunity to get on the radio on Real Beauty Talk with all with the oh, all yeah, the this, I love those this girls. Is, oh love yeah, them. and that's why Bala told me that you have to get on there with the girls. I said, I know those girls. They better get you on the Beauty Talk. <laughs> we really talk. We, wait, we did we did some deep talk today. Oh, yeah, we did some. Yes, we did. We did. Thanks, but well, I, yeah. I appreciate it, though. I appreciate, right. I appreciate you calling in, too, Viola. Absolutely, really absolutely. I love the support. Love the support. Okay. And but happy I, holidays, too. Yeah, I'm going to Thank you, Viola. You. Happy holidays anyway. to you, too. Happy holidays. Thank we'll you. see each other Thank before you. the holiday, Viola. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, Reggie, I was wondering one thing. I was wondering, what do you think about, or what advice do you have for um, for some of these women and some of these makeup artists who love this? I don't know if you if you've seen it in photos lately, but we're going back to this really bright um, highlighter under the eye. The and color? Like, you talk, you're talking about the color? Yeah, and people. They don't care if they're on TV or not. They just they just want to be bright under the eye. Yeah, I'm not hearing you that well. I'm sorry. We're breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry. I was talking about um, these women and these makeup artists who are who are making up these women, um, whether they're actresses or just your everyday woman, with this bright um, highlighter under the eye. It's like we're going back in time. It's like that's. You know, well, you know, but you know, for the four decades I've been through makeup, it is it is returning, just like the hairstyles. It's all mm-hmm. going around. We only we only can have the eighties. You know, you have less color. Uh, right. In the seventies, uh, you know, we were doing all kinds of. Uh, uh, the nineties was less color. We did more natural in the nineties. Eighties, we we had a little bit of a brighter color. Sixties were full lashes and and deep lipstick. Uh, brought out by uh, Mary Quant and all those kind of things. So we're repeating ourselves. Problem is this: everybody can't wear bright. Everybody well, can't wear dark. And I'm re- I'm just referring to under the eye, not necessarily eyeshadow, but just under eye. Under eye. You mean the highlight? Yeah, the highlight. highlight. Well, you know what? That works with some people, but it doesn't work with. I see. That's why it should not be a rule. It should not be ruled. Right. It, I mean, highlight like that was very big in the 80s, but it, it's not as big as it is now. But everything is going to come around anyway. The fashion does it. Hairstyles does it. Everything. I've lived through where it turned around already. That's why I've lived So i got to stay up on it because I'm just all confused because <laughs> I haven't been through all this. So now I'm trying to stay up. I'm trying to stay up and say what is in and what. And I don't think we have any rules anymore. More so, and that's why I say we don't we're not consistent with the look. And I think because mm-hmm. we're twerking and we're doing everything else, we're not even paying attention to any <laughs> rules or anything else. Right. And you got to remember, we don't communicate. You know, everybody got a, a tutorial. A tutorial. Who are these people? <laughs> Excuse me. Who are they? And they do and they do them so quickly that it's just. So, uh, she said, the girl said, I was at a party the other night, and I decided to wear glitter, and everybody wanted to know how I did my glitter. Well, I hate to tell you, but glitter was out in the 70s. Yeah. So all you had to do is go back and look at another tutorial in the 70s, because it was all up and down the magazine. 
But my point is this. I'm not saying what we should do and what we shouldn't do. I want whatever you do to make it look balanced and well and well done. Because anything mm-hmm. that's well done doesn't have to be explained. Because the first thing people are going to say is, that's fabulous. And when you don't have a rule for it, you know, that to me makes sense. I looked at an eye and I had to post it. It was on a new model. Who's this girl called? Is it Paula? This new model, a black girl. She's beautiful. Uh, Smalls. Uh, I forget her name. She's in the video with uh, Beyonce's new video. And they introduced an eye on her that was so interesting, and it had never been done before. And I looked at it, never met, so I don't know if the makeup artist copied it or the makeup artist invented it. But that's what I want to see. I don't want me to say, that's wrong or that's right. All I want to do is, is it beautiful? Is it pretty? Does it look good? Or does it look, or does it look bad? So I don't care if it's light under the eye. I don't care if it's dark under the eye. I don't care if it's pretty and it's balanced itself out. Because we can't, we can't say what's right and wrong. That's like walking up to a painting and saying, why did Rembrandt paint that door brown? Wow, but that's a pretty picture. So if it's pretty, that's what it has to mean. That's the biggest meaning behind it. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about it because if it's reinventing or they're using something, it has to look good. But don't, as long as it doesn't look like a clown, because it could easily look like a clown as well. So you're probably looking at a piece of bad work. Right, and that's the thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. looking clownish, and then you know you right. have to be concerned about oh, well, you know, all the, well, the, the digital point so this, cameras, HD. It looks crazy. Right. Well, you can especially on HD, especially on HD. That's why the uh, uh, that's why some of the um, reality shows are using HD cameras, and they the first thing that the director should say is that you know I've been watching some of the dailies, but maybe we should pull back a little because this is the luncheon, and and I don't see the difference in y'all going out in the evening and going to a, a, a party or a luncheon during the day. You know, some some makeup artists know how to do it, and other makeup artists don't. That's why when you look at television, you can see who can do it and who can't do it. You know? Right. Because if you're showing days and different days on a, a reality show, you have to make sure and the setting is right and the time is right. Makeup should change. That's all. Right. Of course, the time and you are. Now, uh, Brandy is on the tweet chat, and she's asking, do you have any tips for new makeup artists? Who? Brandy who? Brandeis Brockington. She's she's Brandeis Beauty. Your Brandy? Uh, I don't know if she's your Brandy or not. (laughs) No. Okay, what does she want to know? She wants to know if there are any tips for new makeup artists. Yeah, I gave a lot of tips tonight for makeup artists. But it, it, the tip for the makeup artist, the tip for the new makeup artist, is work as hard as you can and really, really study your craft. In other words, do homework. Don't start, because you don't have anybody to work on, find somebody to work on. Because you're not getting paid for the job, 
dictate and grade yourself. You know, we used to call them drills. Remember, we used to call them drills. When you go in right. and walk into the classroom, you had an early morning drill. Do your drill. Start off doing something in the morning, whether it's an eyebrow, working on your eyebrow, working on your lip, and how to do mm-hmm. a fine lip. I found the best way to learn it is to do it on yourself. If you mm-hmm. don't have a model there, do it on yourself. I don't care if you're man, woman, or beast. If you're a makeup artist, try doing it on yourself. I, would, I remember uh, teaching Ross like that, Ross Burton, who died uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago. When he came in to work with Oprah, I said to Ross, I said, Ross said, well, how do you do that eye, Reggie? What are you trying to do? I said, well, you know what? Let's do it on your eyes. Let me tell you, now, you, t- you turn this way, your eyes shape this way. So here's where you have to place it. So that you know that anybody's eye, everybody's eye is different. So if you don't start practicing on different people's eyes, you won't know what to do. So work hard and give yourself drills all the time. That's the best lesson for any new makeup artist. That's true. Mm-hmm. So true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. All of them. All of them, you can keep keep yourself in well track when you have in the, That's why the department store, I tell anybody, go to it first. Because what sits down in that chair, you can never say, get up. I don't care right. if you don't know what direction to go in. I say, go for the best thing about that woman. Because you can believe everybody has something good about it. Everybody right. has something. I don't care if it's the eye, the lip, the cheekbone, uh, the uh, the whole bridge of the nose, everything. So you feed on that first. And then when you have difficulty and you see somebody with any of those, without any of those things, you try to build them up. I had to put a bridge mm-hmm. in, in Oprah's nose. She didn't have one. So I had to draw the bridge there. I had to use a contour. And people realize that. They don't even know anything about contour. Everybody uh-uh. tried to, but i tell you one thing, you'll never see a Destiny child without their nose being contoured. No. I, I taught them how <laughs> to do it. <laughs> to this day, they don't stop doing it. And Oprah will never stop doing it. To this day, anybody that was out there from the old school that contour was invented for will still be doing it. And so now you see them doing it, and they don't know that you have to pull back some of that brown. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always brown. It's a warm tone. So they have to know how to do it. And that's what I'm saying. And uh, those are things that you do that you know how to do. But people don't even know how to do contour. They have to realize some people don't need contour. You can't contour mm-hmm. everybody. Right. Everybody don't need it. Now, I saw the girl start contour. I said, sweetie, what are you doing? She said, I'm contouring it. She don't need it, honey. Her nose looked like it was brought. She was born with that nose. Leave her alone. She's got bridge, a beautiful bridge. You don't need it. And then she said, well, I'm going to put some in the cheek. She didn't know, you know, that was invented when you didn't have a cheekbone, sweetie. That girl's got bone. And they're just in, they've been miseducated. It's like it's like the miseducation of uh, Lauren Hill. <laughs> they've been miseducated. <laughs> <laughs> which which is my album, by the way? Which is my album cover? The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I did that oh, makeup okay. for that shot, which was done in the back and the front. I went through the whole thing with Lauren Hill. So, and she had a beautiful face, but you had to correct some things. You had to mm-hmm. correct some things, and she was very particular about where she going. So, every 
everybody comes with a different canvas, and everybody right. should be approached differently. And just because you got three eyeshadows in that kit doesn't mean you have to use three, because you might not be fit three. You might not can fit three. You know. Right. Absolutely. So you have to be very careful. Reggie, what inspires you? People doing the wrong thing. <laughs> People <laughs> doing it wrong and working. That inspires me. People doing it wrong. And I always try to reinvent myself because, mm-hmm. I mean, that inspires me just to come out on a different level. Now that I mm-hmm. reach the 60 category, I have to do it on And I think my philosophies, because, you know, my work speaks for itself. Because, you know, I have pictures galore of people looking beautiful. But my heart has always been teaching. Because that's mm, what I, mm-hmm. I started. That's why my teaching is different. Because most makeup artists weren't school teachers. And they weren't, and they weren't art teachers. So I taught painting and drawing and all that stuff way before. You know, I have a master's degree in art education. So I okay. took that art education and I went to New York with it. So when you sit in front of you, when you sat in front of me, you're going to be educated, you're going to be inspired, and you're going to, I had a lot of celebrities that were afraid. Anita Baker was afraid. She was afraid to look different. So my job mm. as a teacher was to encourage her. She could look, she could look a different kind of way and still be satisfied with the way she felt. Mm-hmm. And Anita Baker will go to makeup artists and hairdressers in a minute. You know, she will go to people in a minute. She will go from one person to another until she's happy. So I have to be able to sit down with that woman and try to reinvent myself. And that's how I get motivated and inspired. Because I'm going to make you happy. It's the last thing to do, and I'm going to make you laugh. I can make you cry too, but most of the time I do it the good, the good way. <laughs> right, right. The good way. Because if you want to learn, you're going to get something out of me. That's for sure. They can say a lot of things about me, but never nobody walked out of that door not being happy. Nobody mm. might not come back, but the, you know they went to somebody else. <laughs> right. the, 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 the cost, the, the price might have been too different. That's all. Uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what I want to bring up, what I want to bring up is some of the rates. I want to talk about some of these rates because people get really complicated because they're going to say, "Reggie, what should I charge?" And what Reggie, also, charge? when you talk about the rates, talk about um, working for free. And I don't mean someone who's been in the business forty-two years working for right, free. Right, I'm right. I'm just talking right. about people who are just starting out because there are a lot of people that will post on these social networks, they don't work for free, but yet they haven't been in the business like a good year yet. Well, I mean, that's that's fine and dirty because you can still get $25. You don't have to work for free, but you don't come in there with a exorbitant price that you have to do that. You know, I don't work for free either, but I've been able to do it for $100 and on my level. And I do, if the person wants to be done and they really have, you know, they really want to be done, and I know they don't can't afford it, but they want that gift or that pleasure of somebody on my level working with me. I have to step off of my pedal and and try not to do that. And people who want to learn, go ahead and do it for fifty dollars or twenty five dollars. Go ahead and do it. 
Do it so you can learn, not so you can get rich, because you're not going to get rich anyway on, on the level that you think is right around the corner. Nobody's going to be paying you that kind of money. And they, if they, should, they won't nearly get what we used to get paid. That day is gone. I don't know if it'll ever come back. Right. But, you know, I, I, I was making $8,000 a day. If I did an advertisement, or did you, I would get $8,000, period. That's, that's how strong my portfolio was. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if your work didn't have a strong portfolio, in my portfolio I had advertising, I had commercial, catalog, covers, magazine covers. How are you going to walk in a room and not demand that? First of all, the only reason they called you anyway is because you have are on that level. So right. if all of you, you doing makeup for free, you better learn how to do some of them free. And if you don't want to be free, then charge them thirty five dollars. So charge right. car fare. Charge them car fare because you're learning. So when you get on that pedestal or whatever you want to call yourself as a giant, because you haven't paid your dues yet. I always tell you, if somebody's teaching you or asking you for money, what have you done lately? That'll knock them all down. I'll say, Come on over here. They say, Mr. Wells, I want to get five hundred dollars for makeup. I said, That's nice. You got anything to prove to me you should get $500? And they opened the book, and I said, well, you ain't getting $500 from me for that. Uh Uh-uh, that's wrong. What you need to do is shut up, ask for 25, and keep your book closed. That's all. Until you get something that's worth looking at. You can't can't outcharge yourself. See, there's so many people now, though. It's so many people, but we still don't have the quality. We have a lot of people, but we don't have the quality of work. Do you understand? You don't, have the quali- you don't have the quality of work. You got a lot of people, but not the quality. So before you can even think of a price, you know, I started off doing makeup in a department store, and so when people used to like it and they asked me to come, and I was still not making the $75 a week, the woman said, I'll pay you $100. And I must have ran out of ran out of the department. Back in the 70s, she said to me she needed a photograph. She was going to a wedding or she was in the wedding or whatever she was. All I heard was $100, and I paid. And what I did is found out that somebody else needed it. You see what I'm saying? And when I got Mm -hmm. there, I made another $100. And $100 back then was, you know, that's big in the 70s. That was big. Mm -hmm. So, But that opened the door for me where I learned and I learned how to treat people and that made my all my work better. Every time I did a face and didn't charge for it or got a little money for it, it made me better. It made me better. Because right. Essence used to use women off the street. They would pick their beauty ads and their hair their hair uh, sections and their beauty sections. They weren't, they're not models. They weren't models. They were real women. So somebody, model ain't going to let you play in her hair. And right. then model ain't going to let you do a before and after. So these were women that Susan would sign in restaurants or buses. And I used to walk in there and say, well, how many we got to do today? How many will we find on the bus? Where she come from? Where she come from? Where we find her? And I had to do my homework because I had to work at them getting to a point where they were used to And half those women weren't used to people picking in their face. So we started picking their face. They, you had to learn the women, not to let the women cheat because 
One day, got the woman started crying. The whole thing was messed up. The whole thing just went away. And I said, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. So you learn every time you did something. So you had to creep on some of those women. But then, you know, it all turned out well. You had to do seven of them a day almost. We did an editorial. It was seven women. So it got me to think about how to do it, how fast to do it, how much. And my thing, I, I used to carry like a big old fish tackle box. We didn't have pickup boxes on. So I went to the, mm-hmm. to the hardware store and got this tackle box because it was the only thing that had sections in it. And you could put on a very thin one and you could carry it. So I used to have to carry all kinds of eyeshadow, all kinds of things because you never knew what you needed. But mm-hmm. you would need. You never knew what you would need to do this work. So that's how I learned. Reggie, what products can't you go without in your kit? Mm-hmm. Say it again. What products can't you live without in your kit? You can't live without. If you have a kit that's a, that perfect, you should have everything in your kit. I mean, Q-tips. I mean, I mean, toothpicks, thing that's essential for something that will happen to be in your kit. You can have three moisturizers, at least three. One for uh, combination skin, one for dry skin, and one for sensitive skin. Do you understand? You should mm-hmm. have you sh- you should have things like you don't even think about. You should have eye drops in your kit. Eye drops for. Uh, I mean, clear eyes, Vaseline, uh, Visine, all kinds, just in case you come across somebody where you're going to need it. And then you're going to have to have lotions for the legs and everything else. I find you have to come very equipped now. Even your spray water, your Mm -hmm. spray water, the moisture. So things that you don't necessarily have to get out of a makeup thing. I found that the girl said, oh, do you have a toothpick, uh, Mr. Wells? I said, yes, I do. And she said, oh, you carry them too? I said, yes, because I found sometimes when you need to put that glue on, those lashes, you need a real thin sort of pencil. Not, and it has to be small as a toothpick. Sometimes it just glides across that thin line of that lash. And so, so many people clump it up that before you know it, it's looking very messy. So there's a lot of things. You should have. I don't think you should be without anything in your kit because you never know what you need. I was working with Jennifer Hudson the other day, and she said, Reggie, my leg, you have to do my legs. I said, Excuse me? Uh, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> so thank God I had Dermablend. And Dermablend mm-hmm. can take those knees and elbows right down to the minimum, but it will take the doctors. I've seen so many times. The people, well, I learned that with, with uh, Beyonce and, and Oprah. I remember mm-hmm. there was a thing by Mary had a, a thing that you used to, it was called a polish, sort of like a polish. And the woman showed it to me one day, and I went out there and I did the whole golden polish all over Beyonce's legs. Y'all remember, one day she looked like she had on shiny stockings, and it was a shiny stockings. <laughs> yes. With all that gold press. Uh, 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 cream that I put all over the legs and it worked. So, and Dermaburn will work to take down the wrong. And I hate seeing elbows 
and people wearing uh, short sleeves. And I used to tell Gail about that. Gail, you know, Gail wears a lot of clothes that don't have sleeves. Her uh-huh. Michelle Obama. They don't have sleeves, so they wear dresses with no sleeves. But that's fine and dandy, but you can't do it when you turn your back and your elbows look like black eyes shoes. They look like black eyes on the And then knees will do that on a black girl, too. So, yeah, you need... Your your makeup kit should be almost like a first aid kit as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're gonna have to because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to use. So I would make a department with toothpicks and and and, and uh, uh, all kinds of uh, pens and stuff that you would need. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And a variety of lashes. Those lashes you find out when you have different people, you don't always have the right size. And so one right. person used to carry just the same mask. You can't do that. You gotta have the tiny ones, the baby ones, the full ones, and you gotta have a double pair of each one because one's gonna fall on the floor. And you're gonna turn around, ooh, who's thing got that one? Can't find it. Because here it is. Blow on it because it's got a lot of dirt and lint on it. <laughs> so always take two packs of the same style because I've done that before myself. So anything can happen, will happen. So you always have Absolutely. to be so a kit should be well balanced, and you should all have all your palettes together. And one thing we do that I really hate, that I see all the time, I see it all the time. Why do we pull out so much stuff? Why do Why do we have a hundred brushes? Why? Because you're going back to the same one you like anyway. <laughs> you got Think that about right. what I Huh? Is that right? You got that one right. Oh, I know. That's we pulled out and they laid out. They're all pretty. All them pretty brushes. I stopped that long time ago. I said, here's this old dirty brush. I keep it clean. That's wonderful. But it works so well. Here's that nice one they got. And then we got to find out, stop using these brushes because they have a label on them. I remember teaching mm. a class at a Mac, uh, one of those pro classes, and I went and I took the lip, I took the lip brush and I used it. Right. I said, "Oh, Mr. Walsh, you're using that a lip brush on the eyes? Oh my God! Don't shoot me in my back, please!" <laughs> a brush is a brush is a brush, and if you're a painter and know what to do, use it. They only label them so it. you can buy all of them. Right. <laughs> they label them so you can buy all of them. You know, it's going to be a time that one's going, to, one's going to fall, it's going to break, and then what you're going to do? A brush is a brush. And that's what people have to know. We pull too much stuff out. We take up too much space. And you go back to, and all you got to do is look at people's palettes. Look at that. It's like a woman going to the store, and she buys that Christian Neal eyeshadow, and it's got five units in it, five beautiful, $45, $60, whatever it costs. And you open it up, and that little place, that old stupid, it's almost like the other ones are dead. These two are dead. The other ones are all alive. And they keep saying, why don't you use me? I'm in here, too. Why don't you use me? I'm in here, too. Because you got a hole in uh, my sisters and brothers. What they don't know is you need to learn how to do color combinations together. You don't have to put all five colors on the eye, but there's a color combination in there that you can work with three units. You don't have to keep using the same color because you're comfortable with it. I think to explore. you got to explore. You gotta do. Mm-hmm. You gotta do something. You gotta do something to use it. I don't think it's anything. I think we overkill our our colors and our kits. So we overkill it. 
And what happens with that is try leaving your best colors home one day, your favorite colors. Leave them home. That's how you have to teach palettes. Then come up. If you don't do browns well, learn how to do browns. If you love blues and purples, then leave them home one day and start working on your browns and your golds and your monochromatic tones. People don't realize that to build an eye up is how you go from deep, dark, or it's like painting a landscape. That's the way I approach it. You paint a landscape. Last question, Reggie. What is beauty to you? What is what? What is beauty to you? Well, I always call it, I say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's always in the eye of the beholder. Because we all see beauty differently. Because somebody can, somebody can walk in a, in a room and she say, oh, she's beautiful. And I say, well, I don't like that long neck. And she said, and her ears, you see that ear has one shorter than the other? And then she said, but she's beautiful. No, I don't like that. The, one of her eyes, they're lazy. It's a lazy eye. And so what one man sees as beauty, another man sees as uh, a disaster. So I like anything because I look at a woman as a unique individual. That means she can have something right about her. I don't care if it's if, if it's the way her top lip is shaped compared to her bottom, or the way her eye, the way her uh, her nose is so sharp and delicate and so wonderful on her profile. Do you understand? So the eye, beauty to me is in. The, the eyes of beholder. That's what beauty is. And if I didn't Thank have that philosophy, so much. I would have been I would have been lost a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> I know that's right. But I, I hope I, I hope I haven't talked to people to death. And I no, you have not. You, girls. you have definitely inspired us all for sure. You know, well, I'm glad of that, and I'm still teaching classes across the country. So if anybody see my name popped up. On anything, I think if it's near your city, or I think you would make any makeup artist who wants to be really successful at this, young enough to grow into this, uh, mm-hmm. anybody who's older who needs to take and put their foot down, I think that's what they need. They need to get to the right people. I'm I'm few and far between because people on my level they don't teach. They don't teach mm-hmm. anymore. They don't, or they're not out there teaching. I convince you to come out there and to see who these people are and see if you can walk away by learning something because we learn something new every day. And thank okay. you, ladies. For thank you so much, Reggie. And we'll make sure we'll make sure we get all of your class dates and announce them here on okay. Talk. I sure right. will. Thank all you. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Have you a wonderful Y'all have a great holiday. holiday, and everybody out there have a beautiful. And beautiful, a beauty sort of Christmas. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank right. you. You too. Bye-bye. And thank you to all of our listeners who supported us, um, who supported us throughout this year and for the five years that we've been doing this. Thank you so so much for your support. Keep listening. This is the last show of the year, but we will be back in January, the first Sunday in January, to start it all over again. Um, so again, thank you for your support. If you enjoyed tonight's show. Go out and mark it as a favorite right here on uh, Blog Talk Radio on our profile page. Leave your comments on our Facebook page as well. Um, Tweet us, whatever, however you have to contact us.
let us know how you enjoyed tonight's show and let us know um, how you've enjoyed all the shows. And we'll do our best to continue to continue to bring you the best in the industry. Um, so with that being said, thank you again and have a beautiful and blessed holiday season. Good night, everybody. And don't forget the show will be downloaded um, in about 10 minutes um, on Blog Talk Radio. And also, if you joined our tweet chat or if you're interested in seeing what we were tweeting about, you can go out to Twitter and just use the hashtag uh, Beauty Lounge, do a search on that Beauty Lounge hashtag, and you can see all of our tweets. All right. Have a good night. You are the heart of your home. At Harmony Senior Services, home is an unparalleled living experience where you maintain an active and fulfilling lifestyle. Enjoy the convenience and amenities of Harmony's vibrant and supportive community where activities are engaging and enjoyable and age is just a number. Let us worry about the details while you enjoy the freedom to live life on your terms. Visit us today at HarmonySeniorServices.com and discover how to make your home Harmony. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.